next up on Right on Cue. Elon Musk changes Twitter's name to X, what it means for investors. NFL training camp opens, our look at all 32 teams. And we catch up with former American Idol star Sanjaya Malakar, and we learn about the role of dairy in his new lifestyle. Coming up next on Right on Cue. What's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Thursday, July 27th, 2023. What's going on? How are you? What is happening? It is a heat wave here in Chicago across the entire country. And the best thing to do is to just hunker down. What's what's the name of that city in Australia, South Australia? Is it Cooper Pedy? What a name. Gotta be Aboriginal, right? Or maybe I learned yesterday in geography trivia. Let's talk about that in a second here. I learned yesterday that the first European settlement in... Uh, in Actually, let's make this our Beantown trivia podcast uh Beantown Podcast Trivia Question of the Week. We usually save that for the end and then forget about it, but here you go. The first, this is uh, not verified, and you'll learn that source may be unreliable uh, as we talk about trivia in a second here from last night. The source uh, is, is a little bit questionable. Anyways, the trivia question, the first European settlement in Australia was named Port This. So the last name that it was named Port X, not Port Twitter. Uh, although right on cue, there's going to be a great episode coming up later. I'm looking forward to that. So it was named after a former, uh, it's not named after this person, presumably if it's a British colony, but it's the last name of a U.S. president. Okay, so there's a clue for you. Your other clue in our trivia question of the week is Trail of Tears. Okay. So if you haven't picked up on it yet, if you're not really a history buff, Port Jackson. And I don't have a year for you, but Port Jackson was the name of that first European settlement in Australia before they started shipping all the commies and the cronies and the clownies and the Jadavion clownies over that way. My name is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We're going to be talking about uh, a very, a very special uh, animal, a very special creature here on today, uh, today's episode. After we give a shout out to our friends in Pakistan, hello Hyderabad, Karachi, uh, Punjab region, Khyber Pass again. Thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of Pakistan. And listener discretion is advised when you are listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. So trivia last night, speaking of Pakistan, so trivia, I'm aware of lots of different games going on, and I don't go weekly to any one particular place, but I've been meaning to go up to Spiteful, which is right next to Half Acre. It's, it's Balmoral and Damon, basically. No easy way to get there. You either take the Brown Line to Damon, you walk up a mile, or you take the Clark bus up, as I did, and then you walk over almost a mile west of there. But I knew I had a free night. I don't have a ton of just, like, 
random casual free nights on my own these days. And so I was excited. I've got a friend who works uh, for Spiteful. Shout out to Calvin. And so I wanted to make my way up there because I knew they play trivia on Wednesday nights. And I confirmed that I was going to go on a Tuesday afternoon when I saw that it was geography themed. So I just want to say this about it. This is I'm not throwing any shade at anyone. Uh, and I'm not like, this isn't like, a, oh, I didn't win first prize, so now let me lash out on the Bean Tom podcast sort of thing. It's just, it wasn't really uh, what I expected. Let's put it that way. Let's put the onus on me and my expectations, okay? So when I hear that there's going to be geography trivia, I'm thinking questions where I get to use my geography sort of knowledge base, right? And the game started off that way because the first round was all about flags. And it was great because there were some ones that were like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is it. And it was. There were ones where I was on the fence and I didn't get it right, like when I mixed up Russia and the Netherlands. Or uh, brutal ones, you know, like uh, when they show you the flag of Australia and I guess New Zealand, which in my mind, I was like, I'm pretty sure those two flags are kind of similar, but I couldn't really tell you what the big difference is. I Googled it after the fact. The flags of Australia and New Zealand are like exactly the same, save for one small detail. It is absolutely brutal being asked which one is which. I believe Australia has one extra star. It's something that small. It's something that crazy. But then there were also ones like, um, oh, I don't remember if it was, it was a really cool flag. It was like blue with a star. I can't even remember what it was now. It was some sort of Pacific Island. And I think I guessed like Samoa or something like that. And I don't feel too bad about guessing that because I think it was close. It was, you know, something crazy like Nauru or something, N-A-U-R-U. Almost a palindrome. Palindrome of the day, boy. We didn't uh, we didn't prepare for that one. Let's let's just do poop. P O O P. There you go. Your Bean Tom podcast palindrome of the week. But as the game progressed, excuse me, you begin to learn that uh, your geography skills were not really going to be much more useful here. Uh, another category was video game maps, and so they showed you a a still uh, of a map from a video game. And look, it's not like these were video games that were completely like no one's ever heard of. They were classics like, uh, but you had to get the version right too, which made it tough. But like some of them were like Super Mario Land, Legend of Zelda, Donkey Kong. And it's kind of brutal because I actually, I got half credit on the Donkey Kong because I just said Donkey Kong, but um, it wasn't uh, the right version, if you will. But then I think I mixed up Super Mario Land and Legend of Zelda, which was frustrating because I was thinking the right way. It was just two maps that look very similar. But then there are other ones too, like Final Fantasy VII or whatever it was, where I'm just like, yeah, I don't really, I really know this. So my my, I should not have been preparing geography. I should have been catching up on all my favorite video games. And then there was a category that was kind of fun. You know, it was it was interesting, but it was just like a, the world, uh, the U.S. largest egg is in this state. If you're curious, I think the egg one was like, I don't know if that was the Oklahoma, Kansas one, I think. And then there was the fire hydrant, which was uh, Texas. So there was just a round of that, which was just kind of like, man, that's, uh, you're just kind of do, doing blind guesses. I, I, I guess I, I'm just not super familiar with the world's largest XYZ. I knew the world's tallest filing cabinet. It's in Burlington, Vermont, where I was really hoping they were going to ask the, for the you know, biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, one of those types of questions. Did not get there, unfortunately. 
the final question of the night was, uh, what's a country? What is the country that I have always wanted to go to? I being the bartender. And, uh, you know what? It's just one of those things where you're sitting there like, well, I got about 200, 198 or whatever it is to choose from. I can probably narrow, narrow down like 50% if I think of all those Caribbean and Pacific Island nations that I'm not sure, uh, many people in the room know about, but we're, you're still left with a lot. The answer, by the way, which I got correct, which was just uh, one of many miracles I sort of pulled out of my hat in that game, was uh, was Japan. He just, I just got this vibe from our trivia host. But, anyways, I did not win. I did not feel like my uh, geography skills really came in very clutch. But that's okay. It was a fun time. Glad I got to go up to Spiteful. If you haven't been, it's a nice tap room, beautiful space. I got some outdoor action going on, and a really nice selection of beers too. I mean, a great draft list. And then uh, there's, they've got some good, like, bottles and stuff, too, like the goddamn Pigeon Porter. Uh, I've had that before. I did not have that last night, but I was a big fan. So it was fun to play. I'm always having a good time. Uh, and then, of course, oh, man, I'm like, okay, I got to get home. It wasn't that late. This was the beautiful thing about this game. It ran fast. I think it was done by, like, 8.45, started at, like, 7.15. So we already talked about transit options. I was just you, you you pull up your transit stop app, pull up the twenty two bus going south on Clark, and it says no no data available right now. And you you keep thinking like, okay, give me five minutes. Let me uh, go to the bathroom, close out my tab. I'll check it again. It's about a fifteen minute walk over there from the brewery to the bus stop. And I'm like okay, give me another five minutes, and you keep refreshing. You keep refreshing, thinking it's gonna show me something. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And eventually, I'm just like, I just got to go for it, man. So I checked the brown line, too. I was like, what's coming there? Because it's about a 20-minute walk to the brown line, and it was like 11 minutes or 37 minutes going downtown. Just like, let's just start walking on Clark. Let's go over to Clark, start watching, walking south, keep an eye out for a bus, use my little rearview mirror on my shoulder, of course. And uh, it's going to come eventually, right? You're not going to actually walk the three-and-a-half-ish miles all the way home. And uh, I just start walking and walking and walking. The nice thing was there was the Cubs-White Sox game, which went on for forever last night. So I sort of had that to keep me company. But then, uh, yeah, I went all the way home and a bus never passed me. I I mean, it was three and a half miles. I was walking for an hour-ish. So, yeah, no dice. So stranded by the uh, 22 bus. But uh, I'll say this. So we're recording on a Thursday. Thank you for listening to our show. Thank you for supporting us. You can always email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, this beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Or go to the website, beantownpodcast.com. Check out all our new stuff there, including right on cue, which we featured today. But it's a Thursday. I actually took the day off. Uh, Have uh, The way my job works, you have three summer holidays, if you will, that you have to take. Um, and so I did one when we went to, uh, we went somewhere and I took the day off then. And then, uh, where I can't remember where we, oh, Summerfest, Milwaukee. And so I have two more that I have to use before, uh, August 11th is my last day. And so I got one today, just kind of randomly, no plans and really didn't do anything too crazy except being able to get this podcast in. I went for another long walk, uh, like four miles, got some sun in. And then I got another one next Friday. So I was thinking, you know, what am I going to do today? It's super hot here, super hot everywhere. Uh, I was like, I want to get outside. I want to get away from the just, you know, the laptop, all that stuff. Let me go 
explore our beautiful resources that we have in the city. So I said, let me go down to Lincoln Park Zoo. Took a bus down there, started walking around. It was real hot. A lot of the animals were not out too hot, too sunny for them, which I, I understand. I mean, I'm feeling sun's apt too. And we got kickball playoffs tonight. But I'm walking around, and, you know, you're, you're seeing a gray rhinoceros and a polar bear. And I'm just thinking, you know what, there, something's missing. You know, you could say, okay, well, Quinn, they got meerkats. They got cockroaches. There's a pride of lions. You know, what else could you really want? They even got a duck pond. There's swans there. I think I saw a seagull that didn't necessarily live at the zoo, but maybe was just uh, like a guest rotation. You know, breweries will do like a rotating guest spot, like maybe a cider or something. So I'm thinking we're, but we're missing something. This zoo needs a heavy hitter. And it dawned upon me what it was missing. The woolly mammoth. And man, it it just, you think about a woolly mammoth and it just kind of stinks. It's gone. And I don't want, I don't want this to be too sad. So it's going to be our salute to the woolly mammoth. Let's pay our respects. So I'm out there, I'm on my, on my walk, I'm riding the bus, I'm riding the train, I'm all over bebopping and scatting all over this city, doing some research on our old friend, the Woolly Mammoth. And in today's salute to the Woolly Mammoth, I just want to share with you some facts that I discovered as I was doing my research. It's, uh, it's Animal Week here at the Beantown Podcast. So first things first, you might be wondering about its habitat, right? So woolly mammoths, to give you a little scale, these weren't like a prehistoric kind of like 37 million years ago, epochs, E-P-O-C-H-S, epics, whatever they're called. Not one of those deals, right? These things, I mean, they probably were around then, but they didn't go extinct until like three, four, five thousand years ago. Like back when they were do back when paleontology was kind of cool, like you could be a paleontologist like uh, Sam Neill, uh, it was just, you know, they discovered their remains up in, like, Siberia and stuff, and it was cool. So their habitat, it was a lot, I looked at a map, and it was kind of confusing because it was the North Pole was the center of the map, and so I'm just sitting there just confounded, frankly, F-R-A-N-K-L-Y. I really wish, almost wish my parents had named me Frank, so we could have called this podcast uh, if I may be Frank. <laughs> so I'm looking at the woolly mammoth habitat on this just crazy map. You know, I'm used to seeing, you know, North America right at the center, kind of the way God intended. But from what I could tell, I would have to, I would have to verify this with a, you know, an actual English map because this one was from above. I felt like I was, you know, Jesus Christ looking down upon his creation. Looks like we got a lot of Northeast Asia action. So we're talking Siberia, Kamchatka, Yakutsk, Irkutsk, and uh, similar regions of that geographical nature. But they, back when the Bering's, Bering Strait wasn't a thing, we had that cool land bridge, right? Sort of some land before time four action, a land bridge over to Chomper's hometown. And it looks like they could, or maybe it was just iced over. I don't know. Maybe there was no land ever. Maybe the real land was the the ice we melted along the way. They extended all the way into North America, Yukon Territory, Northwest Territories. 
Uh, is it Northwest Territories or Territory? I'm not sure. Be a good trivia question. Maybe next time. All the way down to the Great Lakes region, down into Chicago. I, our apartment might be, it might have been previously like a cave for a woolly mammoth. So just pretty cool, pretty extensive habitat. There weren't a lot of them in like Tanzania or anything like that. You know, even though they're closely related to elephants, you don't really see them at the Serengeti. S-E-R-E-N-G-E-T-I. Serengeti Yeti. You don't see Yetis down in the Serengeti either. But speaking of uh, Africa, their closest living relevant that is still alive today is the African elephant. Sorry, scratch that. It's the Asian elephant. And if you're curious, uh, I know this is getting confusing for you all. I'll repeat it if we need to. Their closest uh, in size for animals that are still around today is the African elephant. So closest relative by DNA, genome sequencing, G-E-N-O-M-E. What if genome, G-E-G-N-O-M-E? It's like they take a Travelocity commercial and play around with the helix. That'd be pretty fun. Is an idea. I'm kind of a creative uh, mercenary, if you will. Sort of just float these ideas out there. And, you know, eventually companies pick them up when they catch wind of the Beantown podcast. Uh, but roughly the same size as an African element, elephant element. I can't tell you, uh, what's the name of that uh, <laughs> Black Panther vibranium? Is that it? What's the one from uh, Avatar? Unobtainium? Or is that something else? Pandora? Another one of the geography questions this reminds me. Now that we're speaking about mythical lands, another one of the geography questions from last night was uh, in the flag category. They pull up this flag, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is not this does not belong to a country uh, that I I have uh, experienced, unless it's one of those cool ones like Sea Land, not Sea World, Sea Land. It's a platform off the coast of England. Check it out. Uh, it turns out it was Gilead from. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale. So you really have to be a big Elizabeth Moss fan, I think, to, to be successful at geography trivia. This is to my main takeaway from last night. But, uh, yeah, I did, not, uh, I did not nail that one. I thought maybe uh, it was either, like, Brunei or Pan Am, all the uh, Josh Hutcherson fans listening to this episode. But, no, it was, uh, it was Gilead. Big uh, Joseph Fiends, Joseph Fiennes. My 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 finds fiend friend. Continuing on here, something really cool I learned about mammoths in my research for this show. They they bred and hybridized with other mammoth species. So there are some really cool like crossovers out there. Some sweet hybrid ones, like you're detasseling corn to create hybrid species. That's probably basically the equivalent of like. A dugong and a chimpanzee getting it on. I think from a a, a genome chromos, chrom, chrom, chromatic, I was going to say chromosome, but chromatic perspective, that's probably pretty much like the diff, the distance between these two woolly mammoth species. I didn't really dugong, by the way, D-U-G-O-N-G, sweet animal, even better Pokemon. I did not do my due diligence and research sort of the uh, the GNA, the GNA, the RNA, DNA sequencing. I didn't, you know, we used to have that Jurassic Park game on, 
uh, Game Boy Advance in one of the like bonus levels. I don't remember exactly how it worked, but it's like after every level you had to do some weird like Helix Fossil. No, Helix Fossil. That's another Pokemon thing. Got Pokemon on the brain apparently. Probably because I was pissed off that we didn't get a Pokemon. One of the maps, excuse me, from the video game map category last night was not Pokemon. I was waiting. I was like, okay, like not going to get this one. Not going to get this one. Definitely never seen this. But I'm like, I kept waiting. Like they're going to show Gen 1 Pokemon, right? No. <sighs> that didn't happen. But yeah, they were getting it on across species. They didn't really, they were kind of uh, kind of naughty, if you will is pretty cool i mentioned uh their habitat a little bit earlier and i also mentioned the years up until they lived but yeah per my research they lived in the yukon up until 5700 years ago and then there are some other it was like saint paul's island i think which i didn't do research i don't know where that was i used to this show was started was founded on saint paul street up in baltimore maryland so kind of a cool little tip of the hat from uh the mammoth researchers to this show they had some sort of like colony where all the other ones had died off. Kind of like the Galapagos tortoises, but the St. Paul's mammoths. Which uh, I think if you're, hey, if there's, so there's a new, is it arena football that they're bringing back? Or there's something, St. Paul in some sport just got an expansion team. And they were, they were saying, you know, floating team names around. I think, again, this is some sort of like, it was like minor league football or something like that. I think St. Paul mammoths. Uh, a tip of the cap to the island where they had that cool colony. It'll probably be like that island in uh, uh, A Quiet Place 2 where they go and Jaman Hansu is there. And it's like a very peaceful place. And then somehow that uh, bad guy alien like piloted the boat all the way, chartered the vessel, if you will, all the way from the mainland out to this island. And there's no indication in a quiet place one or a quiet place two up until that point that you know these creatures have any sort of maritime experience, and this one's just driving a boat, so you know rip to jamon hansu d j i m o n h o n s o u something like that there I might be missing a consonant, oh, I thought that this was very cool. So in my research, we all know Jurassic Park, right? The amber, the mosquitoes, the the DNA cloning. That's how they get the dinosaurs back per Michael Crichton's vision, getting inside his mind. But apparently it's actually a possibility that you could bring back mammoths, woolly mammoths even, in the future. And so there are like two ways they were talking about. The first one I didn't really, I couldn't really follow, so I didn't really take notes on it. But the second one is essentially because they're so closely related to modern-day elephants, you could actually take a woolly woolly mammoth sperm cells, which I guess were preserved perfectly in the Siberian tundra, and cross it with like like an Asian elephant zygote of some sort, Z-Y-G-O-T-E. And then you basically, so obviously you have, you got like a half breed, right? Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Mammoth, chapter six. But they were saying basically what you can do is, okay, so you pump out a couple of those. 
they breed with each other. And I don't really, now that I'm thinking about this, I don't know how it works, but they were basically saying that the more times you do that, the more it becomes like a woolly mammoth until the elephant part of it is almost completely removed, which I don't know. I don't know. I have to think about that. I'm not a biologist or a genetics expert, but uh, I don't really understand how you would get rid of the elephant aspect and preserve mostly. You can never do it 100%, but get 99% mammoth, 1% elephant. I just, I don't know. How do you get off this whole 50-50 thing, you know? That's what I would like to learn more about. But let's say this, you know, anyone who's thinking, okay, Jurassic Park, you had your original trilogy, and they had the, the reboot with Chris uh, Pine and uh, uh, Ron Howard Jr., and all that fun stuff, which was kind of like the first movie, kind of like the new Star Wars trilogy. Where it was like the first one was fine, pretty entertaining, lots of problems. But like, yeah, you can go have fun. Second one, pretty bad. Like, not sure what the plan was there. And then the third one, which like Star Wars, I never saw but heard it was just garbage. Although I think I think maybe the second of the new Jurassic Parks, Jurassic World, I guess is what they call it was more poorly reviewed than the third one by just a smidge. I think Star Wars 3 gets a lot of the flack. 8 is still not good, but 9 really, people forgot about it after 8. Sorry, other way around. 8 people forgot about it after 9, 7, 8, 9. Why did people forget about 8 because 7, 8, 9? But yeah, they could bring it back. It sounds like the technology's not quite there yet, but I was re- as I was researching this, a lot of the sort of paleontolo- paleontological discoveries and genome sequencing and cross-hybridization commentary has happened in the last 20 to 10 years. So there's a lot of case you're wondering, hey, what's new in the world of fossils and bones and ghouls and mammoths? A lot, apparently. Uh, just a couple more notes here, three more notes. Uh, getting away from the animal and getting a little bit more to the, uh, the, uh, the naming convention, the etymology, if you will. The first recorded use of the word mammoth as an adjective, if you can believe this, we all know it now as both a noun and, a, and an adjective, right? If you are a mammoth, people would think you're either a woolly mammoth or just a large individual. If you're a mammoth... If you hit a mammoth home run, everyone knows that baby's got to go at least 425, right? No one ever hit a mammoth home run that was 378, hit the foul pole, a foot above the fence, right? Kind of boring. Not mammoth. Definitely not mammoth. But if you're curious, the first ever recorded use of the word mammoth as an adjective was in a description, and this is no lie, I thought this was so cool, I had to take a note on it. It was in a description of a wheel of cheese named the Cheshire Mammoth Cheese given to Thomas Jefferson in 1802. I wonder what he did with the Cheshire Mammoth Cheese. If it were me, I probably would have like boiled it down and just gone nuts on that queso. Is it queso if you just melt cheese and then you dip something in? Does that make it queso or is there something... Queso is like a could be a hard cheese too. It's a special kind of cheese like mozzarella or pimento or you know toe cheese, head cheese. You know, I think queso. I think you might be able to. I think queso might be like a special thing that's just known for being melted down. But I can't confirm or deny that. If you know, email us 
beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, until we get a specific you know, cheese hotline set up, just, you know, I'll forward it to the correct department. <clears throat> uh, before we hit our last two points here as, as we wrap up this show, I just want to, again, shout out our sponsor at Home Part Oregon. When you need your home inspector in Central Oregon, call someone who's safe, certified, someone who you can trust. Someone could be my dad, Steve. Call him at 541-410-0316. Tell him Quinn sent you. And go to HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. Of course, our good friends at Cuts by Q just did a little shave by Q here. It's getting a little scraggly. Definitely needed to do the uh, the neck beard and then decided, you know what, let's just take let's take it all. Okay? And we did that. And it's a nice, clean shave just in time for summer. Uh, so when you need a fresh do something, snap your new call the experts at Cuts by Q. And, of course, our good friends at the Samsung Q2U series, when you want a mammoth in the audio recording industry, you got to go with a Samsung. From Genesis to Exodus, whether you're talking mammoth, woolly mammoths or leviathans or hydras or any other ancient creature, hydra, uh, medusa, any of those, you're going to want good audio quality. When God speaks, he uses Samson. Speaking of speaking, I heard one of the kind of the pushback to uh, bringing mammoths back. There were two kind of main ones. Is that one, there's not really a lot of suitable habitat for them anymore. I think due to climate change, which is a total bummer. I guess there's a lot of bad things with climate change, but probably the worst thing is it's be irresponsible to bring back woolly mammoths. I think, you know, kind of universally we could agree that's probably the worst part of climate change. But then the second thing was apparently they're very gregarious, G-R-E-G-A-R-I-O-U-S. So you have, to bring, you have to have a lot of them, right? They need to find their tribe, their pack, their group, their murder, murder of crows. Great level in uh, Hitman that uh, Matthew Fiedler burned onto a CD or something for us back when we were a kid close friend of the show, Matthew Fiedler. So that's one of the big reasons they don't want to bring it back is because they are gregarious in nature. Some of you like naughty by nature. I like gregarious by nature. Uh, Okay, last two things here. I just want to say this. Underrated aspect of the woolly mammoth, but it is easily a top five cave painting creature, right? Think about it. You think about cave paintings. You don't do that a lot these days, but you think back to... uh, you know, your anthropology textbook or something, or your, your um, I don't know, history of the natural world textbook or something cool like that. You got to put woolly mammoths in that top five, right? What else are you considering? Probably a saber-toothed tiger. I think that kind of covers the, like, big cat kind of thing in general, because I was also thinking, like, you could do a lion or a tiger, but I think a saber-toothed tiger is even more badass than that. And, I mean, I don't even know if anyone else could contend for the number one spot. It's like Sabretooth, Mammoth, those are like two badass, really cool cave painting creatures. could be a whole other episode on the Bean Tom Podcast, your top five, top ten cave painting creatures. I'll, if I think of any other dynamite suggestions, I'll let you know. Maybe like a, I don't know, a Plesiosaurus. I don't even know what that is. It just came out and it sounded like a real dinosaur uh my last thing here in case uh you know the, the kids out there are wondering okay you've all this stuff about woolly mammoths but like how does it relate to me today well i'll tell you some famous woolly mammoths in history ray romano 
You might know him from uh, Everybody Loves Ray, Everybody Loves Raymond, or that Kumail Nanjiani movie that uh, he made about him and his wife. There you go, Ray Romano, or uh, Queen Latifah, who you probably know from the Equalizer TV show. All famous woolly mammoths in history. So there you go. That's our Bean Town podcast. Salute to the woolly mammoth. Rachel looks like she's got something she wants to say. Oh, nope. She she just walked in and it sounded like... Wrap it up. Oh, she's saying wrap it up. Do you have any thoughts on the woolly mammoth? Yeah. Any thoughts on the woolly mammoth? No. No. Okay. All right. He wants me to wrap it up, but she's putting the, their AirPods back in. Getting mixed signals here. That's okay. We're having Rachel Bat lead off in uh kickball semifinal tonight. You gotta I tell this to my managers all the time. You gotta put your shot takers and your shot makers in the leadoff spot. Rachel, I think last game you played you were just like kicking ass, right? So it's a verbal uh common confirmation there that's what we got for you wish us luck my name is quinn david furness uh, don't forget to check out a new right on cue episode coming out uh very soon here on the website uh everyone it is uh, very hot out there so hope that you're staying cool and uh, more than that i hope you stay safe stay sane and i will check in on you next time bye uh,